Hi, this is Rob. And Katie from Live and Love and Disney. With a big thanks for listening to the podcast. But we'd also like to remind you to subscribe, follow, and rate us on the following sites. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or Podbean. Also, you can find us on Facebook. We'd love to hear some suggestions and comments that we could use maybe in our future shows. Your attention, please. <laughs> the Santa Fe and Disneyland passenger train, E.P. Ripley, now loading on track number one for a trip around Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom. All aboard. Hello there, this is Rob and Katie. Welcome into the next episode of Living Lemon Disney. We're glad to have you. And happy birthday to Disneyland. Happy birthday, Disneyland. This is a special episode. We're going to talk a little bit about Disneyland's opening day and, and some things that we've watched on Disney Plus that we thought were really cool. So, and uh, to begin with, I'd like to just read a little something that I thought was really cool. We got this magazine, uh, it's a Life magazine, if anybody has it themselves, there's a good um, story about the opening of Disneyland in there. And the article is entitled, Walt's Screwy Idea. So it's by J.I. Baker. It says, Walt Disney spent his life dreaming impossible dreams and usually re realizing them. In 1928, he created the first animated short with synchronized sound, Steamboat Willie which turned Mickey Mouse into an international superstar. Less than a decade later, Disney released the first full-length animated feature, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which became the most successful American film up to that point. And in the early 50s, Walt dreamed the most impossible dream of them all, an amusement park, to end all amusement parks. He would call it Disneyland. Though it's hard to believe now, the park's success was anything but certain. In fact, Roy Disney, Walt's brother and financial partner, thought it was yet another one of Walt's screwy ideas. And bankers refused to lend him and the company a dime. When he started Disneyland, he didn't have a friend in the world, one colleague said, but Walt persevered as always. Sometimes I wonder if common sense isn't another way of saying fear, he said, and fear too often spells failure. It was June 1955, only six weeks before Disneyland was, was scheduled to open and Walt Disney was worried. His risky new park in Anaheim, California was still a work in progress, hardly more than one, <laughs> hardly more than orange groves it had been built on from the start. Construction had been plagued with problems, including a record del deluge of rain, now Main Street was, wasn't even paved. Sleeping Beauty's castle, the centerpiece of the park, wasn't finished. And Tomorrowland barely existed. 
Plumbers told Disney that because of the strike, they couldn't make both drinking fountains and bathrooms work. So Walt, of course, opted to fix the bathrooms and quoted, people, can't buy, people can buy Pepsi, he said, but they can't pee in the street. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. Well, that's a choice to make right there. So, uh, in the face of enormous obstacles, record rainfall, labor strikes, and a ballooning budget, total price tag, $17 million, and a disastrous opening day, women's high heels sunk into Main Street, still drying asphalt. Disney prevailed. His screwy idea quickly became an enormous hit and eventually changed popular culture forever. So, there you have it. Uh, Walt's screwy idea. <laughs> it all started in the garage. Uh, you know, yeah, nobody you know, constantly kind of pissing off his brother, I think, with his ideas. But uh, I think in the end, you know, he learned that Walt knew what he was doing with his screwy ideas. And Walt never, I don't know, he was one of those people, and, and one of the quotes I looked up many times in reading his history, is he would come across things and he'd get an idea and he didn't stop to go okay who can create it for me but he would look at the people around him and say that's a good idea now do it right and, and they just did they created so many things and yeah. invented so many things to make it work okay. make it work well, just do it that brings up the the show we brought or we saw last right. night right what was it right. called what was that show called it's on disney it. plus yeah it was on disney plus and i took a whole bunch of bunch of notes here the pre something yep there's the pre-opening report from Disneyland. So it was a show put on before Disneyland opened. Now these are the actual episodes that were shown weekly. Right, that's how he promoted Disney the park. Yeah, promoting the park then. of Disney. So he was showing how things were being built. And this is on Disney Plus, and I highly recommend you watch it. Um, this isn't going to be a spoiler no, no, uh, no. show. It's, hopefully it'll like, encourage you to watch the, yeah. the show because it was really awesome it was really awesome and it's appreciating detail that we take for granted and i i really noticed that a lot as we were watching it um just how much was handmade as you were watching them hand drill and hand crank screws there wasn't a power driver there wasn't power nailers yeah they didn't have there a nail gun there i mean they were anything like took that a hammer and like every when there when there was they a certain building. point they were yep. watching you were watching build the train cars they're watching train cars and, and they were and nailing it by hand yeah i mean every six inches the guy was nailing it you know an eight penny in there or mm -hmm. whatever it was you know but it made you realize that they didn't have nail guns and pneumatic tools back then they had nope. to do it by, by hand it was hand carved hand chiseled hand drilled i mean what was some was of the done. stuff that you noticed that they had to do they had to relearn a lot of stuff they had to invent things to do it was crazy well, like one thing remember the the wagon wheel they had wagons to figure they, that all out and they had to yeah. they had to make the the still um track or tread for the for the wagon wheel i mean right. still they had to figure out how to to make that and make it fit and the then wood, they had to and not burn the wood well, yeah, and then not crack it when they, because they, they had to take it out and then fit it and then cool it off and right, right then right. when they he, fitted it. He originally wanted to use um, carriages from that time frame, but there right. was none to be found. Right. 
Um, and it was very, you'd find a rare wagon wheel here or there, but nothing that was complete. Now they had to make all this so stuff. So he recreated these things, and there wasn't people that built those things that were around anymore. So that technology was just lost. It was skills yeah, that were lost. The one guy that had to make all the harnesses for the horses and stuff. He had stuff, to learn to do it. He had to learn to do it because, like you said, it was a lost art. Yeah. So these kind of things were just amazing to me. It show. was very cool. And building the Mark Twain inside of a building. In two different places. They were built miles <laughs> apart. The, the hole was built in a place like 10 miles away from where the, the, other, the other part were. of it were built on, on the studio lot. Uh -huh. in Burbank and they had to bring both those to the park and they were they kind of joked around about oh, building it inside of a building and not being able to get it out like the guy that built the boat in his basement but when he got it down he couldn't figure out how to get it out yeah they kind but of joked out around about that they built it and assembled it in the building but they took it back apart. It was built to disassemble into sections. Yeah, a lot of these for things transport. were built in the sound stages at the Burbank Studios, where you know, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea was filmed, and a lot of these old movies were filmed. But it was really cool uh, to see them building the the train cars and the, mm -hmm. and, the and the Mark Twain. That was so awesome. And they, did, like I said, they had to do a lot of this by hand. You know, by all by hand. hand. Yeah, well, it's craftsmanship, man. The very last American-made steam engine was built and designed by Walt for Disneyland. That yeah, was what one fifth size or something. Or, for, the parks. for the yep, parks. For the parks. Built for the parks. So they showed that, uh, and they showed them hauling them off on semi trucks when they <laughs> were done to the park. <laughs> and then when they got to the park, um, you know, they showed the construction of the park. Mm -hmm. It was still going and. It was dirt. There was yeah, no pavement. No pavement. Yeah, like we said <laughs> in the, the magazine, there was the main street wasn't paved yet. They were working on the castle still. I mean, it's amazing that this park was put together with so many people working simultaneously on so many different things, and then it all came together For in the, the end. You know, I mean, Walt had to be yeah. stressing out. You know. That was six weeks. Six weeks before the grand opening. When they delivered the Mark Twain and all that. And they were still hand carving. The rock work the for rock the Jungle and the Cruise. The castle and the Jungle Cruise and yeah. casting all these things. Well, that was the other thing that was really cool. They showed, they hired an actor, an African-American guy. Um, How did to, they word it? It was funny. Yeah, a, a perfect physique or something. With, something with, that had to do with his physique. With good physique. Uh, <laughs> but they made a mold of his body. But they had, you know, they had, he had to lay down in this in this mold, I guess, and then they poured plaster over him mm -hmm. to make the mold of his body. At the time, that plaster got hotter as it as it set up. They just poured so, it on this guy. They had to time it just right. Didn't yep, they? and then get him out of there before it, it would burn him. And he had to do it on his head, yeah, his they, whole body. Yeah, they did to his body, the and then they did one of his face, and and he was the model for all the. Yeah. The, the the aborigines the you see in the in the jungle cruise uh, attraction, so that was pretty interesting. I never thought about that, about the things they had to do. And then another thing I thought was pretty interesting was, uh, you know, the rivers of America. They were showing them waterproofing the river bottom because the water kept absorbing into the land. 
Yeah, so they had to waterproof it. They had to seal it. So they showed them in there spraying it with concrete or whatever you know, it was. Concrete. To uh, waterproof that to keep the water in the rivers of America. So, I mean, it was quite... I mean, when you watch these things, I mean, you take for granted when you're walking through the, that park. Uh, it's a good reminder of all the work that went into to creating Disneyland, you know? Absolutely. So. I think of getting, you know, nine kids to do a task harmoniously. Well, nine? How about one? And I know. <laughs> and here he had thousands of artisans and people working harmoniously at one task to complete this by this date. And everybody just side to side is like a fine-tuned dance, watching them all yeah. just go and do. Of course, he had his Imagineers in there doing their thing. I mean, Seamstress you know, is sewing. Uh, like rock, I remember one comment was, we didn't know how to make a rock. We had to figure it out. So they had to figure it out, you know. I mean, that's the amazing thing about the early days of the Disney Studios is they... The, they figured out how to do these things. I mean, the guys nowadays, don't don't get me wrong, they do some pretty amazing things, but these early Imagineers had they had to learn from they had to learn from scratch, they had to make it up basically a lot Absolutely. of this stuff, you know. Absolutely. And Walt was really into um, originality, keeping things as true to his his vision as possible. Yeah. So like when it came down to the carousel horses, he yeah. wanted he wanted them to be unique. He wanted them to come from all different aspects of the world, and they were gathered from different places all around the world. Well, they couldn't. That was another one of the things I think they commented on that they couldn't quite figure out how to make them exactly. So they bought them. They bought them, and he wanted them to be unique, hand carved yeah. and unique. And. They were happy to find out that each horse that came had a different expression. Because they were different artists. That so they didn't have to worry them. about it at that mm -hmm. point, did they? Yeah. They did oh. reconfigure, reconfigure the legs to make them all leaping. Yeah, jumping Because Walt wanted them to be jumping horses. Yeah, for the carousel. So that was all fixed and all hand-painted. and It's just amazing, that kind of work. And the, I mean, all the stuff was being done simultaneously. Yeah. And the, the light posts. How many people think about the light posts? Yeah, those aren't fabric. Those are real light posts from Chicago, right? Yeah, he, he wanted I, that detail. They were detail. gas ones, or yep. actual, they weren't. I don't think they were even electric. Actual light posts, antique so. light posts he brought in yeah. from Chicago so they, and wanted them on those Main Street. Those aren't fiberglass light posts. Those no. are real, the real deal. Real attention to detail. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, they showed they showed them doing. Uh, test rides for Peter Pan <laughs> in a Tra warehouse. the track it was just uh, a woman and a man probably a couple of the Imagineers uh, riding on this bench basically on the track yep. before they had created the actual ship that they showed the guy carving the ship or however they did it um, but they showed all the all that stuff you know yeah they did like a uh, box creation so they would box it out basically in wood get it to run to right. scale on basically the a monorail yeah it was a monorail. a monorail and like the bucket design we now do the skyliners kind of on yeah, did it's you guys like that. did you guys know that the peter pan ride is a monorail that's it that was an interesting <laughs> little tidbit wasn't it yeah mickey bit right there and then once they got the the weight and everything right on the ride configuration then they had an artist go with clay 
and form it into a boat and hand okay. carve all the detail and everything into it to create what he wanted. And then a cast was made off of that to keep it light. So okay. then they casted it into yeah, lighter materials and yeah. attached it. Okay. But the original one was made out of with clay and hand carved and it was well, heavy. Like the model. Yep, the model was heavy. But they had to lighten it up, so then they took the castings and did and it. And they did the same thing for the submarine ride. Yep. You know, with, as far as the track, they, they basically did the same kind of thing with the track for the submarine ride. It was, you know, because, oh, you're underwater. You really are underwater. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, it was, God, it was so interesting. They showed, the other one that they showed was uh, Mission to the Moon. The, oh, yeah. the amount of work that had to go into some of the props for that ride to look, you know, like they did a, a sculpture of the moon. And he yeah. took NASA photos. Yeah. That they actually requested from NASA, high-definition NASA photos. And he was replicating that to the spec, a little, every little moon rock, every little indent of what he was seeing, exact replica of the moon to be put in there for that ride. And then when he did the circle, um, circleogram thing, that where people would say, "Okay, I'm going to get the wrong one." Well, it's. I mean, they would look down, so yes. so it looked like Anaheim, California. They had to make a model of that. So, because I remember that on the ride, because you look detailed. down and you could see the Earth. That was all. Yeah, that was all model that he had to, the guy had to make. I mean, <laughs> it's just amazing what these guys. I mean, that the. the the artistry. I, yeah, it's just crazy. Sitting man. in the middle of it like there's And this a was all done in it. a year? Yeah. I think it was a year it took to build Disneyland, I believe. Yeah. Um, Seventeen million dollars. What did you say? <laughs> um, the castle was Yeah, that was another actual thing. um castle plans from a castle in yeah, they France. Found in France, right? So they took the actual plans of that castle. This is coming directly from that show, so yep. if we're wrong, you can blame Walt Disney. <laughs> the actual <laughs> plans from that castle were modified because of the space and height confinements that they had to make it fit within what they needed. Uh, right, they, they had to used, shrink it down. Yeah, they used those plans. The drawbridge is the actual working mechanisms but to the were, time that it was right. created was and it's a working drawbridge too. according to the time to the time frame of when it was created Another it's very little, cool. Uh, little, cool little information there cool little that. tidbits yeah, that are in that there was, i never heard that before mm -hmm. so or or the fact that it's actual plans from a, a, a actual castle. castle yeah which was i thought that was cool and then when they did the drawbridge they wanted it to look old ancient and they couldn't figure out how to get the paint detail just right. But they figured out that if they took it and they had flamethrowners and they burned it, yeah. then they could kind make it look it. aged. And then yeah. they would paint it and it had a natural crackle kind of into it, which made it look aged. So, I mean, just thinking about things like that, they had enough going on. Here's someone going, that doesn't look old enough. Let's age that. Let's make that look more appropriate to time. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, they even cared. And, you know, exactly, and they, with all the stuff. But that's Disney Imagineering on. for you, right? They just want it to, to be right, you know? Yeah, yeah, So they yeah, do the absolutely. best they can, and they do a great job. Yeah. That's why I don't really have a problem. I'm not going to really worry about the new uh, Splash Mountain thing. It's going it's to be a good job, but, you know, they always do a good job, no matter what. I'm sure they'll do a good job. Um, I, I will still be singing 
Oh. Zippity doodah every time I ride the ride. Sorry. Excuse me. Uh, don't answer your phone right now. Jacob will talk to you in a little bit. <laughs> My son. Our son calling us. <laughs> we didn't tell him we're doing a podcast right now. So. <laughs> we always get interrupted at some point. But uh, anyway, I. They're just. It was amazing the things that they created and the things that they did and the artistry and the thought that went into it and the time frame. The amount of work that was completed in that tiny little time frame. The yeah, that's a feat in and of itself right there. Obstacles, the money, the, is everything that went into it was just an absolute act of a miraculous thing to come about in the time frame that it did. Yeah, because they had to, you know, um, like the anim, audio animatronics, but they weren't really audio animatronics um, in the Jungle Cruise. or can't remember what they're called. The, the hippos and stuff in the water. That um, was funny. Tell but they had to story. figure all that stuff out. I remember uh, listening to, I, I back side of water, not the one back side of water, another podcast, but they were talking about the Jungle Cruise because this guy was an old Jungle Cruise skipper. And they were talking the construction of that and that they knew Walt was going to come that day to, to ride the ride. And they had been working on the hippos and stuff to get them to work right. And they, I think they had to physically get in the water. and, and I mean, I don't think he saw them doing it, but to, get, to make it look us. like they got it to, to work right, they had to. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's true to form, you know. Walt just left it up to these guys to uh, get it done, you know. Whatever you got to do, get it done. And then they just figured it out. Figuring you know, out the timing themselves. of all those animals, you know, to so get it right. They all, I mean, all the Imagineers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Utopias. You know, I mean, Bob Gurr, he's, he's the one that did that. He goes, I want this, and you know, even with the Matterhorn, I want a mountain. Figure it out. So he had to figure out how to build a mountain in the middle of Disneyland. You know, I mean, of course that wasn't now. That was later on, a few, yeah, a few yeah. years later. But, uh, but, but that was Walt's way you know he he trusted these guys to get things done and and they had respect for him and they they did it Absolutely. and they had fun doing it because it was all new you know it was kind of exciting for him it was it, it, it is as walt says it's kind of exciting to do the impossible yeah and, and he did it <laughs> oh we got our kids calling us <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry about, about that, that. Again. We're professionals. <laughs> Not really. We're, we're, anyways, guys, um, is there anything else that struck you in that show? I mean, there was other stuff in there about Mickey Mouse, and we don't have to get into that, but they, they do show uh, the progression of Mickey Mouse and how he's part of the park. and How that so all came so about. Yeah. I was impressed um, with the sewing room, with all the ladies that were in the oh, sewing I didn't see room. I that part. That's been and they had to hand sew. You just don't think of how much fabric is in Disney. All the curtains, oh, yeah. all the way down through the middle of town. Yeah, all the all windows. All the flags, all the windows, all the costumes. All the pretend American American flags. Yes, all the canvas <laughs> for the boats, the flags for yeah. the pirate ships. I mean, just went on and well, on. Then you got costuming. You got all the costuming. Curtains and the windows. It, it was an insane amount of sewing that they were doing and. There was probably a room that had like maybe eight ladies in there. Oh, really? Eight to ten ladies just sewing away. And I thought, wow. Can you imagine the accomplishment <laughs> they must have felt when this all came together? Yeah. Even though, even though the news kind of blew it. Yeah. Blew it. 
it's a failure, but <laughs> I, I can see Walt going, fake news. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> My millions Because it wasn't. It was, news, uh, right? yeah, it was a huge <laughs> success. <laughs> Absolutely. Even though they did have problems that opening day, but, you know. Yes, they, they did. They, they got through it. Nothing they couldn't overcome. Uh, there were there were a lot of things. I, I watched them trying to plant this humongous tree in there. Yeah. Walt didn't want the park to look I don't empty. Know, em empty. He wanted, <laughs> he wanted the, some green foliage, some foliage in there. and look like it had been there forever. Like you'd walked into this right. town that had been there forever. Okay. Yeah. So he wanted it to age appropriately right. you know, to it. So he didn't get a little tree. Yeah, it's he this went old and got tree, big trees. This old town with this bunch of little tiny trees in there. No, no. So, I mean, <laughs> Is that a he, weed or a tree? He transported humongous <laughs> trees into the park to, to plant them, to make yeah. them look and feel the way he wanted. Yeah, I think uh, if I, I don't know if I'm remembering this wrong, but I think they put out a, a word that if anybody had any trees they wanted to get rid of, that they wanted them. So a lot, I think a lot of people, they got a hold of a lot of people that wanted to get rid of trees in the area and uh -huh. brought them to Disneyland, if I remember right. I, I heard that somewhere. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly where, but I remember hearing that uh, somewhere on, on, on another podcast. Maybe uh, maybe it's, uh, what's that one? Oh, I can't remember what it's called. But <laughs> it's off of, I, it's a history podcast a, a disney history podcast gotcha connecting gotcha. with walt i think uh he i think he because he's done a lot of his we, he did some episodes on the history of disneyland and he gets really and he's really uh well versed in that and i think they they said something to that effect that they had trees kind of donated from residents around the area because they needed them they needed trees there so that's pretty and then cool. they made tree they made some fake trees too for the, for the jungle well, they had they to. figured that out. Had to, yeah. As much as Walt would have loved to have had live animals, um, that would have been well, bad. <laughs> maybe some trees don't grow in California that they needed for the jungle. I don't true, know. true. That's very but, true. So, is there anything else? Um, for for the history of Disney yeah. parks, um, I'm just well, Disneyland. I'm just Disneyland. Um, I can't say enough about how impressed I am uh, with Walt and his imagination and his ability to persevere. Um, hats off to his and get his ideas across to yep. the people that that were working to the people on the stuff to, to make to, it happen. Yeah, to get what he wanted, you know, and to be open-minded enough to let his imagineers imagine with him. Yeah, it wasn't all his idea. There, there are so many other ideas that came in from well, a, he a whole he probably had the the basic idea in his head, mm -hmm. but he entrusted all these imagineers. That were knowledgeable right. to make when it come to pass. Because if it wasn't for them, you know, some of the stuff wouldn't wouldn't have happened like it did. It's that's one of the, the keys to su success, right? Surround your people, surround S yourself with people. Successful that, people. Yeah, with, and these guys were man. I mean, yeah. one of them was a, had a train in his house. He got Walt into trains, you know, and that's one of the reasons Disneyland exists because Walt he loved, loved trains. trains. So he got Walt into a train club. That was one of those uh, nine old men, I think. Can't remember exactly which one, but uh, he had a train in his yard. So Walt wanted one in his yard. Yeah. So yeah, can you? Is, you know. I I don't know. I kind of when we went through um, the museum. The museum. 
I was very amazed looking at the history of, of his life and then thinking of this young wife at home and you know they don't have a lot of money and they're struggling and they're getting through stuff and they're working from check to check with him doing artwork on this and that and trying to sell cartoon strips and before they had hit anything well then they hit with snow white and then white, they hit snow white and woohoo we got some money and then walt wants to build he got ahead of himself Disney, he well, wanted to build another, disneyland at two movies and pretty right. soon they were behind the eight ball again and you know this woman Instead of going, you know, I can't do this with you. Well, we don't you know, know exactly what happened, but she was, I'm sure he got she got frustrated just like Roy did. Well, I'm sure she did, but this woman was ever so supportive of him. She traveled all over the place with him to well, help him be with know? him. He delivered I'm, I'm his sure, promises. She was you know, loving she and supportive. Finally, we're financially secure. She probably felt good about that, and then mm-hmm. Walt wanted to dump it all into Pinocchio or some other movie or 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 a theme park you know i i you know i can imagine she was frustrated with that because they finally made it enough money that they have to worry about it again but then uh, but i want to do a theme park are you nuts i mean you know but he always seemed to deliver yeah he failed sometimes but uh he learned from those things you know i think he even looked at failure as a, as a success I think you did too. So, um, and he everything. Just didn't let it stop him. Correct. And, you know, behind every great man is a great woman. Yeah, that's true. And I, I think her love and support and is important to announce. Her love and support helped, helped him through it. And even Mr. Mickey, which you can say Mickey Mouse now with a smile used to be Mortimer. Yeah. And you can't say Mortimer. Mortimer well, becomes a villain say. later. But Mickey is so much better. You can't say it without smiling. True. That's true. <laughs> Let me try. Mickey. I did it. You did not. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I think I, I think I have a frown on my face. <laughs> Mickey. Oh. Anyways. I think that's going to do it for our, our celebration to Disneyland. I mean, there's tons of stuff. I mean, yeah, because it's just cha- ever-changing every year, you know. But uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about it again, aren't we? I'm sure. <laughs> but with that said, happy birthday to Disneyland. Thank you, everyone that's ever that worked happen. at Disneyland, from the custodial crews to uh, Imagineers, all, all artists, the cast sewers, members that everybody. made that happen from, from the first sweepers. day <laughs> that they started construction all the way to the present day. We appreciate all you for the work that you do and, and allowing us to come and enjoy and have a, a memorable day at the park and a fun day at the park with no outside garbage coming in. <laughs> That's the beauty of Disneyland. And we will get there again someday. We just yep. got to all hang on Yep. and we'll get there. And so. I know when I get there, I'm going to make sure I uh, say thank you to those around me. Yeah, make sure you do that uh, when you go into the parks, uh, even though it's still kind of a bummer with the masks and everything, you know, they're doing the best they can. And, and if you want to be at the park, that's what you got to do and try to be appreciative to, to them and, and the efforts that they make instead of criticizing. Yeah. Spread love, spread joy. That's why you're there. So, so everybody do your part. So thank you, all you Disney fanatics and crazy people and like us cast members and imaginaries. <laughs> Thank you very much for the work that you do. 
So, with that, um, let's get into some Mickey bits. Some of the news stories that are going on right now as far as uh, the parks. What do we got? Well, I had heard that um, the Primeval World and Rivers of Light and Stitch all gone. Well, Stitch. Stitch. Stitch's Great Escape, which was well, already that's, gone that's, in Disney, that's gone, but really. it's gone. It was seasonal, it's, but now it's totally gone. It's gone. It is a character greet area only for Stitch at this point. I'm not sure. I think I had heard before that Rivers of Light is just basically this one's going to end, but I, there's a new show coming. I thought, well, I'm sure they will. they got to use that theater for something. Of course but they will. I thought Rivers of Light was the show, and I know they had had a show before that. I can't remember what it was, but it was wasn't as it was more subpar than Rivers of Light, and I hope they come up with something. I mean, Rivers of Light wasn't bad, you know, but you got mixed mixed comments on that, you know. I I think it was beautiful. I mean, the it was very music colorful was beautiful and, and colorful, yeah. um, entertaining that way. But in the evening, like I've said before, I fell asleep through it the first time I watched it because it was so relaxing with all the color yeah. and the sound I mean, I, that I was just like, okay, sit still for a minute. All right. Well, maybe you don't go to the last show at the last part of the park. Don't go when you're tired. <laughs> so if you do get a chance to see it before it goes, go earlier on. I mean, you have to go when it's dark because then you get all the color. Because yeah. I don't even know if they do it until it's dark. But. I have two shows, I think. But because they want you to see the colors and stuff, uh -huh. but hopefully they'll come up with something else. I mean, it's a it's a great theater they have there, so I'm sure they'll come up with something else. Uh, you know, it's what imagination's all about. So what was the other a primeval world? I, I. That's always been a bumpy ride. Yeah, but you know, it's it's a lot like Goofy's Flying School at California Adventure. Kind it's of. It's the same yeah. roller coaster, yeah, but yeah. you spin, you and spin the cars it. are a little bigger. For some reason, it seems more jerky than Goofy's Flying School to me. True, but the ride carriage that you're sitting in is different. Well, yeah, it's, it's a soft, it's, it's a, a flying saucer kind of thing. Yeah, right? but it's like a two-person car that you're in in um, Disneyland. And then the other yeah. one, we're all packed into that thing where you're not well, sure they try to three or four in there. Yeah, they try to cram four Pack people in there. In there. It kind of hurts. You don't fit. <laughs> I'm jamming into each other, and well, it's uncomfortable. Last time we went... Uh, you and Aaliyah are in one, and me and Josh got in one. Yeah, we were tight. And we were tight. I mean, we're two six-foot guys. Yeah. With long so, so legs, you know. So we all split up into two carts. And I think I tried to do a, a video. I, I think I have a video of us on that ride uh, the last time we were on it. I'll have to find that and put it up on our YouTube channel. But that's going to be gone. Um, that's all right. I can I can live without it. I mean, I'm sure we went on it when we, when we were there. Yeah, I'm sure knowing Disney, if they're taking something out or shutting something well, down, they'll, they'll there's use a plan. That area. Yeah, they're going to use that area. There's for a plan. Something. Yeah, of course. And that area has needed some new life anyway. I right. never liked that. I, that I wouldn't mind if they took anyway. all the carnival yep. things out, even though kids probably have fun doing. It. I mean, Aaliyah kind of had fun last time we were there. Kind but of, but as soon as she figures out you lose every game and the dollars, the tickets just go bloop bloop bloop. She's like, okay, I'm out. I yeah. mean, she was done. A couple I mean, of tickets, she was wins, done. But but you know, she realized real quick these aren't made to win; these are made to lose. Wait a minute, I don't want to play this what? game. What are you talking about? <laughs> the carny carny what games. Talk about Disney does have. <laughs> um, yeah, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't care if they redid that area. 
I just think they could do so much more. Yeah. So I mean, much could, more. There's a lot they could do. We've done dinosaur uh, movies and all kinds of different yeah. things. They could still keep it primeval, so. but I think they could come up with some more ideas. So you got primeval world. Mm-hmm. You got rivers of light. And what was the other one? Stitch, which Stitch. is already good. That was okay. kind of a gross ride anyway. I didn't like that ride. Sti- it used to be something Stinky alien or something and like spray that. and it had an escaped alien in there. And sometimes it would. I never saw the thing before. Uh, I wrote it once. But is that the one, Disney World? That was at Stitch? Disneyland when I did it. But it, they had uh, it. You and, you and Aaliyah went, when we first went with Stephen Carroll to Disney World, our first trip, Stitch was there and you guys went on it. Uh-huh. And I didn't go on it for some reason. I got all wet. I think you guys went in there and I didn't know you went in there. And then Stephen Carroll sat down at the table there. I ice cream. I ate ice cream and we waited for you. Yeah. But I did ride it since then. And, um... I wasn't too impressed, so. No, I can live without it. Put America the Beautiful back in there or something. I don't know. I just think (laughs) they've got a lot of ideas. And if you go back to the Dinotopia area, I think if they did like the pterodactyl glider like they they did in Universal or something like that. You know what what it is? Sorry. I just, it just got gone. It's Disney World. It's Disney World. But if they did like a pterodactyl glider or something, they could design some other ride. Like it. Universal kind yeah. of idea, something kind of like that, where they're gliding through the it, air, and another kind of ride where it makes if you. If they like want to keep it the dinosaur kind of yeah. thing, yeah, that would be kind. Of, I think kids would like that. Kids would like that. Because that would be like a people mover or something. Kind going of through. Yeah. Uh, and they could fly all over. Through Animal Kingdom, you could fly over where the lions are. I hope you don't fall out. Oh. <laughs> fly over the safari. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Like shut up, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Was there any other uh, Mickey bits that you had? Um, no, that was that was primarily it. I mean, there are other rides that I had heard um, were going to be shut down, but we were reading the Disney news articles, and it sounds like they're still in progress. Some of them are almost complete, the, the but th- there may be some delays. Right, you were saying that openings. if they if it came to Tron or Guardians of the Galaxy, that Guardians of the Galaxy Guardians. probably takes priority. Right. And I can see that because uh, it's going to draw people to Epcot, whereas Magic Kingdom already has plenty of draw there. Right. I'm, but they're trying to push people I, to all four The parts. track's all done from what I've seen on some videos on Instagram and stuff that people have gone through the park uh-huh. uh, since it's open. Uh, they said the track's all done for Tron, so it's real close to you, I think. But I think they'll both get open, but if it comes down to budget, they said they had to, to split between the two. <laughs> And only one could get done. They would finish Guardians right, first. That, that makes sense. Get open and then but finish Tron. But that. they're hoping to finish both. And Ratatouille, they're hoping to get that done too, all by the end of 21. But they um, said that that should be, that's almost. That's almost completed Because you too. said somebody already did a ride through with that one. Yes. Somebody already did a demonstration kind of ride through. And he said it was almost completed at that time. Right. Um, Mary Poppins has not been started. I've heard it slated on hold. Right, and space, Spaceship Earth. And Spaceship like Earth is slated on hold so for a little while. So they'll just keep the old Spaceship Earth until yep. they're ready to do I it. I mean, let's face Makes it, they're sense. still up and running. They, they've lost so much money being closed down right. that something's got to give. And Riviera, the new, um, not Riviera, um, the, the, the new hotel. For DVC. For DVC, that's on hold. Yeah. They don't know when or if that one's going to get slated back in right now. Things, right. things got to change. I mean, it's been... 
with this. Cr uh, this has been a big COVID hit in the budget. really hit everybody hard. So even big Disney, big bad Disney. I mean, bad in a good way. It took the so. hit. Took the big hit. So, anyways, uh, if that's it, I don't know what else to say. I will tell you, they donated while COVID was going on. I mean, I heard a lot of different news. I just want you to know out there how much, while he was losing every single day, losing money, they were taking them all the food that they grow in the parks that usually oh, yeah, feeds the hotels yeah. and feeds all the people in the parks and all that. They donated all that, all that food to the people. They donated it back into Florida and into the community. They were nice. they were giving back constantly through this, right? Which is huge, and finding ways to help out and help everybody get through this. So I mean, hats right. off to Disney, and they have really incorporated ways to help people to feel safe in their parks. They're not perfect by any means, but which one of us is? Nothing and, is, and but so, they're doing know. everything in their power to help everybody feel safe there let's give them kudos for what the positive things that they yep. they do and that's a whole lot of stuff I it think, is a lot so. of stuff and if everybody can just be patient and be nice above all yeah. be nice. we all need to be nice i what was that <laughs> i made a comment on uh instagram or i think it was instagram i was watching the it's a small world video and i made a comment on there that we all need to take a ride on it's a small world and take note of the message that that ride is putting out there, especially in today's world. Yeah. Remember, I know that that song gets stuck in your head, but it's got a good message, people. And we so need to get it stuck in everybody's head. Everybody needs to go watch that video and think about that ride and the message that it's sends out sends out to us. So, with that, I think that's it for this episode. Thanks everybody for joining us. We hope you've had a great week, and we hope that you have. A great week here to, in this next week. Did I say that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was Be hard. happy. <laughs> Keep the magic rolling. All right. Take care, everybody. It's a little Mickey Mouse to go. Go find us on Instagram, all the platforms, podcasts. Tell all your friends. We love you. Keep, Keep on listening. coming back. Please. <laughs> Let's not get pathetic, baby. <laughs> We appreciate all of you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.